It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Girl Guide Cookie season has begun. I haven't seen any knock on my door since no. I've moved to Goderich. Have you had them knock on your door? I have. It was a few years ago, though. I don't know if they've been out since COVID or not, but uh, due to inflation... The price is going up on the cookies. Normally, you'd pay five bucks. You drop a five, you get a box of cookies. Girl Guides of Canada say six dollars now, and you can blame inflation. Yeah, and and be courteous too. Like have a loony ready. Don't come to the door with twenty nickels. They got to walk around the town and carry all that extra weight. Who on earth has twenty nickels? If you asked me to find <laughs> twenty nickels right now, I couldn't do it. You have twenty nickels? Yeah, I got a change jar. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were born in the 1900s. A big jar full of change. Now, for any aspiring girl guides, we have three cannabis dispensaries in the town of Goderich. So you plant yourself right outside the cannabis dispensary. Those patrons will be so excited to buy your cookies, their eyes will be glazed red, and they'll probably slur their words a little bit. But they're very agreeable. This is a bit of a sweet story. Martin and Teresa Forget. They were married back in 1953, just celebrated 70 years. They renewed their vows this week. Isn't that sweet? Oh, my goodness. And all their family around them. That's a long time. They got married again. Just so beautiful. (laughs) All right, so whenever stuff like this comes up, the news likes to ask, what's the secret to a happy marriage? Yeah, they had some advice. Telling the truth to each other is important. So if you're putting on weight, I got to be like, hey, you're getting fat there, Chubsy. You don't have to say things like that. You can tell the truth without telling the truth. You can tell the truth without being insulting? (laughs) Is that a thing people do? Maybe not. Maybe not. You're like, sweetheart, maybe the dress doesn't fit because you're a chubsy-wubsy now. See, I I can't help it. Humor, they said, is a big part. Martin's pretty funny. And he's a good kisser. Yeah, that'll do it, right? Yeah, being funny. Find somebody who's a good kisser? Being funny is attractive. I guess so. They've been married a long time, those 70 years. Yeah. Hopefully you can learn how to kiss your partner after that long. Well, and back in back in those days, they didn't have all these dating sites. Like, plenty of fish was just what they got out of the local pond. Oh, God. <laughs> I have some of these jokes, too. When they first got married, the only Tinder they used was to start the fireplace because electricity wasn't invented. <laughs> and the only grinder that was around was an axe grinder. And you used that... To make Tinder. Uh-huh. It's all very confusing and arousing, frankly. It'd be nice, nice sunny day, middle of April. You win Lotto 649 tonight, 62 million bucks. That'd be something, right? Be awesome. This isn't bad either. Guy from Burlington won 100 grand playing Encore. His name is Michael Taylor, and he's been playing the lottery for 30 years. And the numbers he got 30 years ago, his father had died, and his father came to him in a dream and said, son, play these numbers. Ooh. Oh, six, ten, twelve. I don't know how it was delivered, but it's freaky. <laughs> so he's been playing those numbers for 30 years and finally won $100,000. Oh, my Playing God. those numbers, right? 30 years, though. If this was like a real divine dream, would you have to wait 30 years for it? Why? Maybe. Yeah, it's not going to come quick, right? You got to keep the faith in your heart. This opens up a whole can of worms, though. Does that mean our deceased relatives can time travel, too? Yeah, and you, can, it, you can do anything when you're dead. And if they can, I want some of mine to come talk to me. Has your dad ever given you a gift, like $100,000? No, may, maybe in my dreams someday. Maybe. 
Only numbers my dad gave me were my blood pressure stats, which, by the way, 140 over 90, new high score. Now, if you've been driving around here on County and you notice that there are some street signs missing, it might have been somebody stealing them. If you're wondering where Lucknow Line went, Hullet McKillop Road, Porter's Hill Line. A bunch of these signs were found recently in a pickup truck that got ditched in Wingham. Ten stolen road signs. Yeah, the ones Matt mentioned, Golf Course Road, Walton Road, Hullet McKillop Road. <laughs> you live there. Yeah, I used to live point. on that road. That would have been a nice keepsake, actually. <laughs> A 20-year-old from Morris Turnbury has been charged. And I'm thinking they stole some weak signs. You're going to steal some road signs? There's way better ones than Sand Hill Line or Lucknow Line. No kidding. What about Brown Town Road? That's a great street name. <laughs> Brown Town. Come on, man. That's where you're from, huh? Uh, ha, ha, ha. Hey, I can make that joke. You can make that joke, too. There's a memory lane near Bayfield. Why not steal the good signs? Danceland Road? Drury Lane, where the Muffin Man lives. Yeah. Port Albert. You can give that sign to your younger niece. Did you know there's a Frick Line in Blythe? You made that up. No, it's for real. There's a Frick Line? Frick Line. <laughs> I wonder if it was supposed to be something else, and then they said, well, let's just put Frick. Yeah, government won't let us use that <laughs> word. We'll just put Frick instead. There were better signs is what we're saying. Dude, Clinton has High Street. Oh. How do you not steal the High Street <laughs> sign? You steal Walton Road but not High Street? Get out of here. Person should have been charged for not having good taste. I remember sometimes when I was younger, my mom would go to these Tupperware parties. Tell me more about the 50s. Well, she'd go out for the night and then a bunch of usually ladies got together and then they would come home with some like plastic bowls. It was Tupperware. I remember my mom told me about Tupperware parties. And I was like, oh, what do you do at the party? She's like, you buy bowls. That's not a party. That thing sucks. Tupperware has been struggling. In fact, their shares have gone down 50% this week. And now they're saying, we don't know if we're going to be around in the next 10, 20 years because young people aren't buying the Tupperware. What are young people buying? I, I have a lot of Rubbermaid. There's cheaper options. Yeah. Hey, a Tupperware bowl costs like 170 bucks, but it lasts forever. Well, no, hold on. A bowl? What are we talking about? Just a Big bowl. Like a mixing bowl. That's $170? Yes. Yeah, of course they're going out of business. I'm not paying $170 for a bowl-ass bowl. We had big, huge bowl, and it was used for everything. My mom would make muffins in that bowl. If you got a cut on your foot, it would be the foot-soaking bowl. Oh, God. If you were sick, it was the puke bowl. You used it for everything. It's amazing we're still alive. Nine kids in your family, though. Yeah. So I'm guessing money was kind of tight, so there probably wasn't many bowls. No, that bowl was used for everything. It's still around, too. So that, if that's a testament to Tupperware. So if you're having some hussy family muffins and they taste like foot, mm -hmm. you know why. You were never involved in hookup culture. You got married pretty young. I shouldn't say it, but I wasn't that shallow. Shallow? <laughs> F I know you, it's normal buddy. now, but back back in the day, it was like, you know, you got to know someone first. That doesn't sound like uh, any fun. When I was younger. Boring. All right, so some doctors in the New England Journal of Medicine, they're saying hookup culture is kind of a big deal right now. People are open about their bodies and stuff and doing stuff to other people's bodies. Right. And they're suggesting this antibiotic you can take. It's kind of like the morning after pill, but instead of preventing pregnancy, it's an antibiotic, so it prevents STIs. Oh. You take this the next morning if you maybe didn't properly vet somebody you were hooking up with. You take this antibiotic, it'll prevent things like chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. That could help some people out. Seems pretty convenient, right? 
STIs aside, though, only time I ever get sick is when I go to, like, a gathering where there's kids. This happened this weekend to yeah, you, didn't so it? You went to a family thing Kevin, and you came back sick. Because, you know, kids aren't washing their hands properly. No, their hands are disgusting. <laughs> Have you seen kids? <laughs> Parents with kids that are in school are sick all the time. I had a bout of sickness this week. I haven't had it in years. I hope there's a pill maybe for that someday. Yeah. You go to a kid's four-year-old party, then you take a pill, and then you're going to be okay. The two most disease-ridden <laughs> places, a stranger's bedroom and a kid's birthday party. It's true. There was a new translation of a part of the Bible found out at the Vatican. They shone light through it and then found an old translation because they used to just write on top of the old ones. And, and throughout the years, Bible's been changed just depending on who's transcribing it. So it was translated from the Greek, but before that, there was the Syriac translation. Explain the difference, because you kind of grew up with this thing. A lot of people go to church and Bible camp and stuff, so this stuff is important. Verse in Matthew, chapter 12, original Greek says the disciples went through the grain fields and the disciples became hungry and began to pick the heads of grain and eat. So that was the original. The Syriac translation says began to pick the heads of grain rub them in their hands and eat them. Yeah, and someone must have saw that and thought, well, that's weird. Why include the rub them in their hands part? Plus, it's unsanitary. Gee, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe the original translation, the Jerusalem Health Unit, was maybe getting on top of the disciples, like, hey, there's no hand sanitation facility here. Yeah, and then now if they translated, maybe they would say, before they picked the heads of grain, they washed their hands in a sink with sanitizer and soap and saying happy birthday. And then they ate them. And then they use the eyewash station, which is required by law. Yeah. At every work site. It's in Leviticus. You've ever been on the road? You've been traveling? Lots of places now you can charge your phone. A lot of USB slots, power outlets, where you can plug in your phone if you need to charge on the road. The FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, in mm. case you didn't know what that stood for. They put out a warning this week on Twitter, and they said, hey, avoid using those USB chargers because some foreign agents have learned ways to add malware to your phone and they can track your device. They can take information from your device. So bring your own thing or use a power adapter. Don't plug the USB cable right into one of those things. Yeah, because that adapter works both ways, right? It, you can get stuff off your phone with that same cord. And so if somebody puts something in behind that charger at the airport... They could just be sucking all the info out of your phone. You want to be careful, man. This is why I refuse to use a cell phone. I still contact people with my fax machine. You can't mess with a fax machine. Yeah, I have a pocket fax. Yeah. It works well. I, the only people I've spoken to are my car insurance company and the Mulroney government from 1992. Mm. I haven't talked to my parents in years, but my car insurance company says they're doing well. This is a great idea for the car people. They've filed a patent for drones, which will fly to your car if you need a boost on your battery. It'll just find you wherever you're at. And this is great uh, around here in Huron County. You're stuck out in the middle of Zion Road or something. No one around for miles. No one coming by. You call Ford and they send over a drone. Okay, does the drone land with a battery and then I hook up my car? It says uh, the drone would navigate to your vehicle, open the hood. The drone yep. opens the, the hood? Even opens the hood, makes the electrical connection, and jumps your car. You don't even have to get out of your car if this thing becomes a reality. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is the future, man. That's amazing. 
It's like something out of uh, Star Wars or something. So if you break down <laughs> an ACW somewhere near the turbines, you call Ford. But was it the turbines that maybe messed up your car? Probably. Apparently they make you sick. Maybe they make your car sick too. Yeah. And maybe Ford's in on it. They're out to get us. The turbines break your car down and then Ford capitalizes. It's all a conspiracy. During the cold weather, if you ever lose power, it's important to get your heat source from something that's not going to kill you. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess a plug-in heater won't work when the power's out. Fireplace is a good example of something you can use. It's family in Nepean, up near Ottawa. Lost power this weekend, so they brought their charcoal barbecue inside. Lit the charcoal. It provided some heat until everybody started getting carbon monoxide poisoning. How would they not know this? Isn't charcoal basically bound up carbon itself? Technically, you're bound up carbon. So, yes, with a question mark. Gather around the grill, kids. But if you're going to get carbon monoxide poisoning, I guess charcoal is the way to go, right? You don't want your limp, lifeless body to lose all its flavor like you do with propane. True enough. And if you need to keep warm, maybe just do it the old-fashioned way by burning books you disagree with. Love these stories of people doing things where a lot of people who are doing it aren't like this. 18-year-old Anna Kim, she's from uh, uh, Alberta, and she's an archer, and she's going to be competing for Canada at an archery competition in South Africa this summer. The interesting thing about Anna Kim is she's legally blind. So left eye fully blind, right eye partially blind. But she's a killer with a bow and arrow. But she can still see the target. She can see the target and she's apparently very good. Amazing. And part of the news story that made me laugh was uh, the reporters. They asked, when did you start doing archery? And she said she went to a Bible camp when she was nine. I'm just going to quote her. They looked at us and said, let's give a bunch of projectiles to those who are visually (laughs) impaired and see where it goes. (laughs) That's pretty cool, right? A lot, a lot of prayer, baby, at that camp, oh. uh, that church camp. <laughs> Look <pretty>. out. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I, have you ever tried archery, like a real bow and arrow? Yeah, it's fun. It's pretty cool. My kids did it in the backyard all the time. Were they inspired by Lord of the Rings? No, it was Hunger Games. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah. Remember every kid wanted a bow and arrow after that? Fair enough. For me, it was Legolas from Lord of the Rings, the guy with the elf with the bow and arrow. Yeah. And it turns out I'm not like Legolas. I'm more like Elrond in that I'm 6,000 years old and I don't believe humanity will survive. This thing happened over in Calgary. Fifth annual Easter Nerf Wars. What? Bunch of kids, 70 kids filled up McMahon Stadium and they shot Nerf guns at each other. This is a great Easter tradition. Uh, So you grew up in the church. I don't think Nerf guns were in the Bible. I don't think. Well, maybe that's what Jesus was doing for those three days. Giant Nerf wars. (laughs) This is kind of cool though, right? It's exciting because it's safe for the kids, but it's also kind of violent, right? Yeah. Kids love violence, but they need safety. Which is why this year's Victoria Day Roman Candle War, the kids need to wear safety goggles. Right. And can you please make sure your kids don't cry going into it? It's really annoying. Let's have a moment of silence for the relationship between Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. It is over now. Six years together. She tried to keep it kind of low profile. She didn't do too much in public with them, trying to make it work, but it didn't work. They were so good together. They were so cute. I love them so much. Yeah, this Joe guy kind of looks like a a good-looking Macaulay Culkin. Why do you keep saying Macaulay Culkin? Culkin. Culkin. Culkin? Culkin. Like as in like putting stuff around your sink, I'm culking? That's not culking, that's culking. Oh. 
But he's gone now, out of the picture. He's out of the picture, and that means Taylor Swift is single. Oh. And I'm wondering if maybe she's interested in dating a bald radio jock in small-town Ontario, because if she is, I am spoken for, Taylor. Yeah. Okay, and by the way, stop looking at me like that. My eyes are up here. It's good she wasn't dating you, though. Why? It's good she, because it's a thing with Taylor Swift. There's always the breakup song. Right. And a hussy is an easy word to rhyme, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's a word we can't say on the radio, but it kind of sounds like hussy. Fussy. Yeah. Nope. That's it. Nope. Not that one, but sure. So I'm a little bit of a showman. I've been in some musicals. Oh, why are you bragging? Uh, well, but, well, I've it's been in the theater. Yeah, I've, I have a major in theater. It's like bragging about being poor. Yeah, true. So, like, I've been in musicals, and the worst thing that could happen is someone starts singing along while you're trying to perform. And this happened at a recent musical over in the UK. The Bodyguard has been turned into a musical. The old Whitney Houston movie? Kevin Costner. You know Kevin that Costner, movie? Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's and bad. It's, it's, uh, that movie's so bad. And so, it does not hold up. <laughs> Whitney's big moment, of course, comes at the end of the show when she sings I Will Always Love You. Which is a cover of Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You. Yeah, and so some idiot in the balcony starts singing along to the actress trying to do the song, and then everybody starts booing, and the, the crowd gets out of hand, and then they basically had to cut the play short. Play the audio. You'll hear the woman playing Whitney Houston the best, but you'll hear somebody screeching kind of in the back. So that, Not even at all. That thing yeah. in the back that sounds like a cat being ripped apart, that's a person in the balcony. The woman in the balcony has already hit the key change part. You don't <laughs> sing along to somebody doing a Whitney Houston song unless you're a 10-year-old Taiwanese boy. Now, that sounds like a random thing to say, but when I heard that clip, I thought of this boy who was on, uh, it must have been Taiwan Idol. Oh, I know. The American Idol show in Taiwan, 10 years old, crushes Whitney Houston. Yeah, Play the clip. Listen to this guy. This is a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be devastating to go through puberty and then you can't hit the key change anymore? <laughs> He's got the weirdest haircut, too. He looks like Kirby oh, from the Kirby games. This is one of the best voices I've ever heard this young Yeah, kid. so you go to a, a show of the bodyguard. You sit there quietly, again, unless you're a 10-year-old Taiwanese boy. Well, the livery's doing the Adams Family musical. So if you go see that, let them do the singing. You can snap your fingers to the song. That's okay, <laughs> but don't sing. I wouldn't dare do anything like this in Huron County, especially on one of the major highways. I feel like it'd be totally dangerous and we don't have as much traffic as the city does there's video that surfaced out of the lincoln m alexander parkway in hamilton it's a highway with a 90 kilometer an hour speed limit gentleman in the middle of the highway two-lane highway he's on the dotted line rollerblading yeah right in the middle somebody in the car behind filming two police cruisers <laughs> on either side of the guy trying to get him to stop he ends up rollerblading onto the median and going in the opposite side. So police have to kind of scoot around and get this guy. And as the police are following him, he gives them the bird. He's flipping uh, he, off the cops. Flipping off the cops <laughs> and everything. I don't know what this guy's story is. Maybe he's like 
trying to go viral on TikTok or something. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe uh, we'll see the video surface. I'm more surprised to see somebody rollerblading. Aside from yourself, you bought rollerblades last year. Do you see anybody rollerblading around town? No, it kind of like fizzled out that whole phase. It, I wonder if he had anything else from the 90s. You think he was playing his Game Boy? Maybe. He had like Kid Icarus on the Game Boy. If you get that joke, you're old. He it's, was holding a Tamagotchi. Was he? Yeah, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's going to get his <laughs> Beanie Babies off eBay. This is a sad story. Poo-hoo. It's a grizzly bear at the Toronto Zoo. His name was Samson. I think he was 25 years old. And he was developing arthritis the last few years. And after this winter's hibernation, arthritis was pretty painful for Samson. So the zookeepers made the decision, tough decision, going to walk Samson down the rainbow road, let him go to sleep. Yeah, nothing worse than being a bear with arthritis. And there's people looking at you at the zoo saying, do something, I want a better photo. And you're like, my wrist, my wrist the hurt. Poor Samson just wanted to sit under that tree all day. He just wanted to sit there and nurse his arthritis, but now he's, he's gone now. And our own Matt Hussey says, nobody would have seen Samson. Why is that, Matthew? Because when if you go to the zoo, you barely have time to see all the animals. But there's the Africa section, there's the South America section. Yeah. And then there's the Canada section. You could either go see the lions or go see a raccoon in the Canada section. <laughs> they had a raccoon family in a cage and then there was actually raccoons in the trees above the cage. It's like, why, why are raccoons in a cage? That's where they live. But at the end of this, like, I think it's eight kilometer walk with your kids. At the end of it all, that's where they have the grizzly bear and the moose, which, you know, it would be great to see if you want to be exhausted. So not a lot of people have even seen this bear. So you're thinking nobody made their way to Samson. Just some <laughs> unknown bear. Not many people. On a unicycle in the back. I've heard so many parents say, oh, don't go to the Canadian section. Oh, it's so exhausting. So rest in peace, Samson. <laughs> Arthritis, though, that's interesting. It's not anything that'll kill the bear. It seems like a small reason to put a bear down. But I guess I've never tried rubbing Volterran on a grizzly bear's elbows. So fair enough to the zookeepers. So yesterday there was a big fire north of Godrich. We got fires on our mind here in studio. Saw this story pop up from the London Fire Department just down the road in London, Ontario. They say they respond to two cooking fires every single day. Oh, really? They get the call like, oh, not another cooking fire. And their fire chief says a lot of them are grease fires that people throw water on. You might be thinking, I already know not to throw water on a grease fire. It makes it worse. A lot of people don't know that. Fire chief says best thing you can have in the event of a grease fire, easiest thing to fight that is a lid, a solid lid. So your pan's on fire, you have a big solid lid, you put that on top, it'll snuff it out or at least slow it down. Oh, I always made a mess of the kitchen by throwing baking soda. That works too. If it's yeah. just a pan with a little bit of oil, if it's if you're deep frying and that's on fire, Baking soda is not going to do much, but you got a little pan, baking soda is going to work. It's also a big mistake to run with the grease to the outside. Yeah, fire chief says you're going to burn yourself. And you burn yourself. <laughs> or your pet or your family. Obviously, fires, you want to avoid those because they're devastating. They can kill people. They can hurt your family. And then you end up outside your home. you got soot all over your face looking like the prime minister. Oh, how I envy our own Matt Hussey. Been married for a while. Didn't have to do the dating app thing. Although I met Trish the Dish on Tinder. I swiped right and she swiped right. It was meant to be. Well, and it worked out good for you. Did she have some information about herself before you swiped right? I think she said something about her rack. 
I think there was something about her boobs on there. I oh. see, or maybe I was just fixated. I can't remember. Well, sometimes people put it if they don't smoke or, or do smoke. Some people do. And this company that makes dating apps, they've made a few of them, and they say smokers get 52% fewer matches than non-smokers. So if you do smoke, fewer people are going to be matching with you on the dating apps. Are people advertising that they do smoke? Some people have photos of them with cigarettes, and or they'll say in their profile they smoke tobacco and cannabis. Things like that. If there's anything that indicates you smoke or don't smoke, that'll affect how people swipe. Remember when so many people smoked that they even smoked in restaurants? Yeah, there was kids. If you ask your parents or I guess your grandparents maybe, used to go to Pizza Hut and the waitress would ask how many people for, would you like smoking or non-smoking? And it's not like there was a separate building with smokers. They were like 10 feet next to you in the smoking section. Yeah, like what difference would it have made? None. <laughs> You're in the same room. And the waitress who didn't smoke got secondhand smoke. But I get this. I won't even buy a couch from someone on the classifieds if they're a smoker. I definitely wouldn't date a smoker. So this app company says people are attracted to healthy people. And I don't want to brag, but my shingles just cleared up, ladies. Oh? I had a friend send me a video yesterday. Do you ever have friends send you videos? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Do you watch them? Usually, I'll give them a once-over, yeah. Yeah, you kind of skim through them. Yeah, yeah, I had such a video yesterday. Are you talking about the video I sent you? Well, maybe. You're talking about the thing I sent you. Well, I want to point out some hypocrisy that you displayed this morning. <laughs> Me and you, we chat sometimes outside of work. Yeah, we yeah. Have, we're contractually obligated to. On the messenger. You said this morning when I came in, I was like, why are you sending me your photos from the beach? Yeah, you were. So it was nice weather yesterday. We live along the lake here on Shoreline. You were on the beach. I don't mind you on the beach. I, I feel like it's weird when you send me family photos. There was, a wife, there was a photo of your wife and your son with you on the beach. Yeah, it would have been more cringy if I did a selfie. I felt like I was... But this was in response to a video you sent me. I sent you a cool video. It was nice. Cool. It was nice weather. I was waxing my car yesterday. I gave my car a wash and a wax. So I set up my GoPro for a time lapse. It's one of those things where it takes a photo like every second. So it's like a fast video. Yeah. Of me washing and waxing my car. Like a two minute video. It was one minute. Of a man waxing his car. I'd rather watch paint drive. And you were like, oh, stop sending me photos from the beach. I want to see your family photos. Watching a guy wax his car. Okay, so we're going to get boring. Co-op Reese, I'm going to ask you to take your feet off the desk and pull the microphone towards you for a second. <laughs> He's made himself at home here. If, if, you, were to, if you were to get a random uh, text from one of us, would you rather get A, photos of Matt Hussey on the beach with his family, or B, a cool time-lapse video of Fatty waxing his car? Photos of Matt Hussey's family on the beach. Uh, and no, it was, it was photos of my dog. Was my family in there? Maybe yeah, I sent the wrong I, one. I think there was some of Natalie. It was and, doggo. Uh, if you sent me a picture of you waxing the car, that's fine. Well, I don't got time to, to watch someone wax their car, but a, a nice picture would have done. I like the, the beach. I like clean cars, though. Oh. Okay. Reese is of two minds. Yeah. Maybe we should add Reese to the group. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can. What, vi what photos would you send us? You work at a funeral home. You could send us some pretty messed up photos. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yes. Um, I don't know what I would send you guys. Well, I want to see because your job today is to go wash the hearst. Hearst. <laughs> wash the hearses. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You, you could send Just us Just one and then the van. So that would yeah. be interesting. 
More than a Honda Civic. So if he <laughs> being waxed, if he sends you a video of him <laughs> waxing a hearse, are you going to criticize him too? No, no because hearse cool. are cool. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Hearse are cooler than Honda Civics. Fair enough. Doesn't seem like the ski hills would be open, but Blue Mountains over in Collingwood. Today is their last day of the ski season. That's amazing. They still have snow. They've had snow all week. It's been a warm week. Yesterday, a bunch of photographs of skiers shirtless. <laughs> All over Blue Mountains, doing the slopes, no shirt. That'd be nice, right? 20-some degrees. You don't even need a shirt to go skiing. Pull the shirt off and burn to a crisp. You could wear your <laughs> swim trunks. Yeah, I guess you got to put on sunscreen, right? It is sunny. I don't think I'd go shirtless. Okay. Yeah. Why not? I don't want people to see my slopes. Your man boobs? The hills on my body is what I'm saying. Chunky from the winter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like to ski shirtless for the same reason I run shirtless. Nipple chafe. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.